Welcome to the first episode of the Fifth Quarter Podcast, where I talk everything Wisconsin Badgers, Milwaukee Brewers, Milwaukee Bucks, and even the Green Bay Packers. But let's just say that this is probably the worst time to be coming back, as last night the Wisconsin Badgers basketball season officially ended as they lost to Iowa State 54-49 in the second round of the NCAA tournament. I'm probably not going to talk too much about the game just because it's in the past. There's really nothing more to talk about for the game. Uh, I'll talk about it for a little bit, but I also really want to get into the future of this team and what the team is looking like uh, down the road these next few years, as I truly think that we could have a very special program coming in the next few years. But so the first thing I want to talk about is um, the game on Friday. The Badgers did get to go up against Colgate on Friday. It was a three versus what would that have been, 14 seed that we went up against. Um, so in that game, uh, definitely was not pretty. Definitely not what you consider a four, a three versus 14 matchup. Nothing that people would think think about uh, as, as it, how close it actually was. Let me pull up this box score here real quick. The Badgers did end up winning 67-60, but at the end of the first half, we were tied uh, at 28 apiece with them. Overall, there really wasn't anything we weren't doing well in that game. We obviously weren't scoring, which has been a big problem for us within the past few few games it seems like ever since the Purdue game it seems like this team has kind of struggled on the offensive side of things with Nebraska the last game of the season losing and then uh, the Big Ten tournament game and then these NCAA games we definitely have not um, been scoring the ball very well uh, in these past few so there wasn't really anything that was going wrong on the defensive side I thought we were playing very well Colgate was hitting some crazy shots that I that I would that not many teams would would made they shot 45 percent from three almost uh 46 percent from three in that game colgate did they were making just crazy shots which i've obviously honestly was expected this team came in as one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country uh the second half the badgers did a lot better i don't have just the second half stats for for that but they did a lot better in the second half of stopping colgate from shooting well Uh, They were just running them off the three-point line the whole second half, just kind of making Colgate do everything but shoot the three, which is when we were able to pull away and come up with a victory. Um, Johnny Davis in this game did exactly what Johnny Davis has been doing all season long, and that is taking over when it matters most. Uh, Obviously, the first half was not a good performance in any regard for almost anybody. No one really played well in the first half of this game. Uh, the second half is really when people started to turn around, and that was Johnny Davis was probably the, the biggest one of this as he got 25 points with eight rebounds, two steals, one assist, and even one block, and only one turnover, which is a really big one there as well. Did not shoot the ball particularly well. He did go four from 10 from three, so 40%, not too bad. I guess we'll take, we'll take it a lot. He shot a lot more threes than normal. That is something that I noticed with Johnny Davis in these past two NCAA games. Ever since he's had the injury, he's been settling settling a lot more for jumpers, a lot more three-pointers, a lot more contested shots instead of driving to the rim like he like he has been all season, getting to his spot. He was kind of just settling for that jumper that they were giving him. And unfortunately, they weren't falling. Now, if they were falling, falling for him, uh, I personally think that Wisconsin would 
be in the next round going up in the Sweet 16. But obviously that did not happen as the, as Wisconsin could not shoot very well in these past two games. But yeah, Johnny did exactly what he needed to do. Kind of took over in the last few minutes of the game. I know he got a steal. Or he, he blocked the ball. Someone rebounded. He got a breakaway dunk. That happened. We, he had a nice little three-pointer to get us up tight. I want to say six, seven points at one point. So overall, he took over in the end of that Colgate game. Ended up getting the win. And we ended up seeing ourselves going, getting to play in the second round for the second straight year. And it and, uh, did not go well from there, let's just say that. We got to go up against the worst team. Uh, Iowa State did upset six-seed LSU in the first round of the tournament. So we had Iowa State to go up against. Uh, I was, I was, I had a lot of optimism for this game overall. I thought this game uh, could have went well, but you know, it, it, you could tell from the second this game started, it was going to be a very defensive heavy game. And it, that stuck true as the final score ended up being 54, 49, just overall was not, was not a good, good performance for either team. Really. If you, if you think about it, both teams shot below 35% and both teams shot below 25% from the three point line. So just overall, both teams struggled, um, in the offensive aspect of the game, defense was a little bit better. But this game had a lot of different things go through it. A lot of crazy things happened. Uh, first, let's talk about Chucky Hepburn's injury. Um, the Badgers honestly weren't looking too bad in the first half. We were having our offensive struggles, but we were we were getting it figured out. And right when I felt like Wisconsin was going to start pulling away from this game, Chucky Hepburn rolled his ankle very badly under the rim, uh, contesting a layup of Iowa State's. And... You could tell he went down and he was in a lot of pain. There's literally no contact. He didn't step on anyone's ankle. He just rolled it by himself, stopping. It's like his foot gave out from under him, and he rolled it, and it looked very painful. And you could tell he was in a lot of pain rolling around on the floor. They went to commercial break, came back, and he was leaving to the locker room, and he had no pressure on the foot. So right when I saw that happen, I basically knew that that's, that his season that at least this game he was out probably for season if we would have moved on. But that was a big loss for the Wisconsin Badgers as Chucky Hepburn has been that guy to carry the ball for us all season long and not have many turnovers. In the game against Colgate, he only had two turnovers in 33 minutes. You don't see that much from freshmen like that. So he was a very big help throughout the season. And you could just tell once we lost him, we struggled Tremendously, definitely in the turnover game. We had 17 turnovers uh, in the whole entire game, and I want to say that we the most turnovers we have in a game is around eight, and we are one of the best uh, teams in the country for turnovers. We don't turn the ball over very much, and we were even they were even talking about that in the pregame uh, talk show. Is that Iowa State has a very aggressive defense, and they're going to need to try and speed Wisconsin up and they did exactly that they sped us up like crazy Wisconsin had a very poorly game they did not play well in any aspect of the game they shot 29 so basically 30 percent from the field they shot only nine percent from three where they went two for 22 from the three-point line and then like I said turn the ball over 17 times so overall just not a good performance for us obviously you're not going to win many games when you're shooting shooting 9% from three. Um, 
Uh, with Chucky out, it definitely hurts. He, he's a guy who can knock down the three when we needed to. But just overall, not a good shooting performance for the Badgers. Crowell hit one. He went one for four. Crowell had a very interesting shot late in the second half. I think it was 50 seconds left, maybe even a minute left. We we weren't down by a lot, probably six. I mean, a three definitely would have been nice. Maybe We might have even been down less than that. But a three would have been nice, but we definitely didn't need a three at that moment. Um he jacked up a, a three that I personally don't think was very, very good. He shot very poorly in that one. He shot it and it did. I don't. I don't even know if it hit the rim. Honestly, it went. It, he basically went between where the rim and the backboard meet. It was a very bad shot. I don't. I think we ended up getting the rebound off of it. I don't remember exactly, but overall that was not 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 a good good look for him. Crowell has his moments from the three point line, but he also has his moments where he doesn't look very good. Uh, we had some very bad three point misses yesterday. Stephen Crowell had that one, like I said. Um, uh, but who else? Ben Carlson was in for, he got 12 minutes in yesterday. He had an air ball. Uh, Jacoby Neath had an air ball as well. As you know, some of these guys who have been sitting on the bench a lot this year had to come and play some big minutes as um, Jordan Davis, he had 11 minutes. Uh, Jacoby Neath had 22 minutes, which has to be a season high for him basically. Uh, we saw Isaac Lindsay come in for two minutes of the game, which I, when he came on the court, I honestly didn't even know who he was at the moment. So that just shows that when when Chucky Hepburn got injured, it it flipped the script right there for us. We we looked like we were gonna start pulling away. Possibly we were looking good. He gets injured, and we have to start bringing some guys who haven't gotten a lot of minutes this year. And you could tell. I mean, it's not easy coming out on that court in the biggest stage of the season and just playing when you've only played in a few games the whole entire year. So it was definitely tough. You could tell that Wisconsin was struggling with it. Everything was kind of getting sped up with them. And Iowa State was causing havoc on on the Badgers' offensive end of things. So overall, just, yeah, didn't go well. Um, was not the Badgers' day, if you could say that, I guess. Wasn't, um, just wasn't, yeah, I guess... A lot of positives, I guess, is what I wrote down. Not a lot of positives you can write out from here. Maybe the the few positives that you could come up with is that they is that they got maybe some younger guys some minutes. You know, you've got Neath who could possibly come come in, in the next few years. He'll probably be a big ass, asset to this team. Jordan Davis, I personally think, and I'm going to talk about this later. I think he's going to be one of our biggest guys next year. I think he's going to be one of those guys who. If he's going to be like his brother, maybe not an all-American aspect type of thing, but I think he's going to be one of those guys who's averaging possibly 10 points a game or even more. I think he's going to be a big, big part of the team next year. So it's maybe good to get him some minutes down the stretch in uh, some big games, hoping we can make it there next year and he'll have that, have that ready for him in the future. I personally do think uh, I would have played Jordan Davis over Neath. That's just my personal opinion. I personally like Jordan Davis more as just a player. Uh, he definitely had his moments of shooting. He went one for three from three point, one from four in total. Uh, he had one three go in and out, which I think if he would have made that, would have flipped the entire game, would have got us down to one point. It would have been a big swing in the game. But I personally think I would have liked him out there more. He shoots the ball better. Jacoby Neath, uh, I mean, he shot the ball. And when he shot, it didn't look good at all. So I think we should have played Jordan a little bit more, kept him out there, uh, just because he has a better shot at making a shot, in my opinion. 
Um, but obviously that didn't happen. Greg Gard must have seen something in Neath that we didn't. Obviously, Greg Gard is there every day of the week playing with this team. He knows the team better than any one of us on Twitter or any social media platform. That's why I don't like when people on social media try and go at people a lot because these coaches know this team more than any of us ever will in a million years. None of us are there every single day for hours and hours on end coaching these guys, hanging out with them, being on a plane with them, on a bus. Just Greg Gard is with these guys more than their family is at this point. He knows them more than any of us ever will. So when we question his decision making, I don't understand it 100%. Yes, what I'd like to see Jordan Davis probably get a few more minutes, obviously, but Greg Gard must have had uh, some, some respect, some some high praise on Jacoby Neath. He must have seen something that we didn't. Obviously, it didn't end up working out for us. But uh, overall, I think there's not really much that Greg Gard can do. You don't expect to lose your, your freshman point guard halfway through the game, which you could tell really messed with us. And then Johnny Davis just did not have the performance we were looking for from him. 0 for 7 from the 3. Like I said, he's just been shooting a lot more 3s the past two games, and I think he just hasn't been the same with his ankle injury, so he was kind of settling a little bit more. But just not his best performance. I mean, still got 17 points and 9 rebounds. So it's still crazy to me that he can shoot so poorly and still have so many points. It's crazy to me, but overall just did not have the best performance uh, out of these guys. And it definitely it definitely sucks, you know. We we definitely went into this, this tournament hoping to make a deep playoff run. You know, obviously I was hoping that we could make it pretty far. You know, I thought maybe... Obviously I, I thought we could get out of the second weekend, you know beating Colgate. I knew that Colgate game was definitely going to be tough just the way the Badgers play. Nothing's easy with this Badger team. But I definitely thought we could we could beat Iowa State. I honestly really wanted to play LSU. I just thought we, for some reason, I just felt like we could beat them better. I'm not really good on the matchups, what the matchups would have been like, but I would have rather played LSU. Just I mean, they lost their coach, their interim head coach, or their, their head coach, so they had an interim coming in for the tournament. I truly just think that it would have been better if we played LSU, but I mean, we we had the shot to be Iowa State, just didn't go down well. And then uh, later in the night, Miami ended up beating uh, number two Auburn, so the upset happened. So if Wisconsin would have won, we would have gotten to play number ten seed Miami, which you definitely can't take them lightly as they have had two upsets now, winning as they beat Auburn and they have beat USC the past two games. So you definitely couldn't take them lightly, but I'd definitely have rather played them uh, than Auburn. It would have been nice to be able to go into the Sweet 16 playing a third double-digit seed. It definitely would have still been tough, though, as I heard Andy Kratz say on the Big Ten Today show, the Badgers would have been limping into the Sweet 16. As the way Chucky Hepburn got injured, I truly don't think he would have been back this season. So he would have been out, so we would have had to use our bench a lot again. Um, you would have had Brad Davison bringing the ball up, which nothing against him, but you would definitely rather have Chucky bringing the ball up than him. Um, so obviously, it would have been nice to get to play a 10 seed in the in the Sweet 16, but at the same time, this Badger team is nowhere at the top of their game at where they were in March when you definitely want to be at the top of your game. They weren't at the top of their game, um, you know, with Chucky getting injured at the wrong time. Johnny had his ankle injury that you could definitely tell was lingering. They probably won't admit that he was injured and feeling it still, but he definitely was still feeling that ankle injury out. And then um, 
Brad Davison didn't see him himself the past few games. We got a little bit better of a glimpse of Brad Davison early in the first half, but he definitely went cold in the second half. And then Stephen Crowell, he just seemed off ever since the Nebraska game. Tyler Wallace seemed off. They started to figure him out. So overall, it just seemed like we were not at our best performance at that. We weren't at the peak of our basketball performance when we needed it most in March, which happens to the best of us. As you see, Kentucky did the same thing with St. Peter's, which I will truly be cheering for St. Peter's. I don't think there's any other team in this bracket that I'll be cheering for besides them and possibly Texas Tech. Those might be the two teams that I'm going to have to cheer for for the rest of this tournament now that Wisconsin has been eliminated. But I do want to show this tweet that I saw earlier today. Um, it's this Insta- It's this Twitter page that goes off a of shot quality. And according to the shot quality, Wisconsin should have won this game 63 to 56. That just shows that we were getting good looks throughout this game. We just weren't knocking them down. It says here, based on the quality of the shots taken, Wisconsin wins this game 74% of the time. So that shows that we were getting the shots we wanted. Kudos to Iowa State. They gave us hard. They made us work harder for our shots, but we were still getting good shots. They just weren't falling for us, unfortunately. So that's, that's got to be tough knowing that we, we 90% of the time we're going to win this game. I guess not 74% of the time we're going to win this game. We just couldn't get the job done today, unfortunately. So, I mean, it's tough out here. Uh, March is never easy. As you can tell, we had to play two teams that are not are not uh, ranked better than us, seated better than us, but they came out and they they performed just as well as we did. Iowa State team, got to give them uh, credits. They were, I guess they won two games last year, and now they're in the Sweet 16 this year. What a bounce back year for them. Uh, For how much I don't like them, I mean, I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for them. It would be cool for them to make a nice little run. I'll probably probably be cheering for Miami, though, against Iowa State, just because usually whatever team beats Wisconsin, I have a little bit bad blood against them for the rest of the tournament so definitely bummer you know it definitely hurt last night after that game I felt really good with like 13 minutes left in the second half that we were going to come back but once it got down to like five minutes and we were still only down six just the way our offense was going I had a feeling that we weren't going to pull this game off so unfortunate obviously um hopefully next year we can get back to this type of team um before I get talking to the future though I do want to say that this season was more successful than anyone even thought. And I know a lot of people don't like hearing this, but this team was predicted to get 10th in the Big Ten this year and not even make the NCAA tournament. They were, this was a rebuild year for Wisconsin. We we lost how many freshmen? Demetric Trice, Micah Potter, um, Aline Ford was on the team last year. Yep, we lost Nate Reavers. We lost a bunch of seniors last year, so we were coming in very young. We were one of the most experienced teams last year to one of the least experienced teams this year, and we exceeded expectations big time. I was talking to my coworker before the season started, and I was like, you know what? The Badgers always find a way to win games. I think they'll get top five in the Big Ten, and he said no way. He thought that we were going to finish at the bottom of this Big Ten, and when we won the Maui tournament, that flipped everything for these guys. We changed a lot when we won that Big Ten or when we won that Maui Invitational. No one expected us to do anything. We we went into the Maui 
off of a tough loss against Providence without Johnny Davis. And we went in the Maui and we played amazing. We first had, we were down by a lot to Texas A&M, which I heard another person talk about on the radio that that game could have changed the entire season. We were down, I think, 10 at halftime, 15 at halftime, looking like we had no no reason to be in that tournament, no reason to be there. It looked like we were going to be packing our bags pretty early, playing in some consolation games against probably Butler or some other teams that are there, not, or Citadel, probably those type of teams, Notre Dame. Um, now that if you do think about, though, kind of getting off topic here, that Maui Invitational had a lot of very good teams in it. Butler, not a very good team. Citadel, not a very good team. But they had a Houston team that is very good that we ended up beating. They had a Texas A&M team who personally probably should have made the tournament if you think about it. You can kind of go off of should Wyoming, should Texas A&M been in that tournament. But So there's that team. Notre Dame, they're making a run. or They made a run. They lost to Texas Tech last night, but they made a small little run in the tournament. And then Wisconsin, that team, that tournament had a lot of good teams, and Wisconsin ended up winning it all. St. Mary's is another team. We beat. We ended up coming back from Texas A&M. We beat Houston in a shocker, which is what really put Johnny Davis and the Badgers in the national spotlight. And then we ended up beating uh, St. Mary's in the championship, which just put a cherry on top of that week. But we over-exceeded every expectation this year going through the entire season until March Madness. Obviously, we were expected to go farther, and we didn't. But no one expected us to be here. So overall, I would count this as a successful slash surprising season. Um, it definitely it's, it hurts that we kind of played our worst basketball at the end of the year. But it was still so fun to see this team come from a team who couldn't beat Providence, who is a very good team now. They're in the Sweet 16, but at the time, they, they didn't seem like a very good team. And now, and then to see them win the Maui the way they did, you know, take down Texas A&M, battle against Houston, battle against St. Mary's and get the job done. And then to show that it wasn't a fluke, you know, it wasn't just, oh, we had a good week. They had a good season. They played well all year long. They had some trouble shooting all year long as they are the worst team in the Big Ten, shooting field goal percentage and three-point percentage. But overall, I personally think that this was a very successful season. I, I don't know why anyone would think it wasn't. So we got we to gotta think uh, think of the positives at the end of this year. It's, it's really easy, you know, to, to blame people to say, wow, this was an awful year. We, we, we didn't make it past the first weekend of the, of the NCAA tournament. But to think we weren't even supposed to be in this tournament. So it's definitely something to think about there. Um, still doesn't make this loss hurt any less. Because, you know, once you, once you get into the tournament as a three seed, I mean, you're expected to go far no matter what the expectation was throughout the season. Um, just it wasn't our day yesterday. I personally think we play them nine times out of ten. We're going to beat this team. Just they got us that one time today, last night, and it's just unfortunate the the way we lost. I was I was really hoping I was planning on on starting this this podcast back up again today, Monday, the the day of between the first weekend and then the second weekend, and I was planning on coming in talking about Colgate, you know, getting the job done, beating them, and then going on and beating Iowa State. And unfortunately, I had to come on here and talk about this this loss that really hurts. But there's nothing we can really do about it now, so we might as well start talking about the future of this team. So obviously, Brad Davison is for sure gone unless he can somehow find a way uh, to get another year of eligibility, which is impossible. So he is for sure gone. 
Um, it hurt seeing him walk off that court yesterday. No matter how people view him, if they don't like him, that is not me. I love the guy. He put his he put his 100% out there every single day. You know, there were times throughout the season where we saw Johnny Davis, Stephen Crowell, all those guys, they weren't giving 100%. And, I'm, and they might not admit to it, but you can see on the screen, they weren't giving their 100% all. They weren't their 100 But Brad Davison went out every single day, every single game, and gave it his all. He knew what he was doing out there. He tried his hardest. He would, even if he wasn't having a good shooting performance, he was on the defensive end doing his thing. He was always hustling after the ball. He so it just hurt to see him, uh, to see him walk off that court knowing that it was his last time. And I couldn't even imagine walking off that court last time. You know, you playing since you're in kindergarten all the way till he's probably twenty something. I don't even know how old he is at this point. Twenty four, maybe twenty three. He's definitely got to begin getting up there in the mid twenties. So he's been playing basketball his whole life, and to see it just end like it did last night has to be very tough on him, and I couldn't even imagine going what he was going through, walking in that locker room for the last time, taking that jersey off for the last time. It had to hurt for him um, just to know that his basketball career is over. He will never get to play again unless he decides to go the route of playing overseas. I don't think he's an NBA found type of player unfortunately definitely could go overseas somewhere play somewhere like kind of like a d and three three and d type of guy but he says he really wants to coach so i don't know if maybe he'll play pro ball for a few years and then come into the coaching world if he'll just join the coaching world right away i guess we'll have to see what happens with that uh i know he's talked with greg guard on joining the the program as a coach down the road so i guess we'll have to see wouldn't be surprised if he became uh, an assistant or even head coach someday um down the road for this program so tough to see him go out like that but loved watching him every step of the way I remember watching him his first year when he again the one game I remember the most of him was it was the year that we had a down year we didn't make the tournament and we were playing Michigan State at the Kohl Center and he could not miss on his step back jumper that step back jumper was his bread and butter that year and I remember he separated his shoulder halfway through that game and he still came back out and finished the game and we ended up losing, but he battled for us. He brought us within close and almost got us a win in that game. So I still love the guy. We'll always love the guy, and I hope he can figure out something to do in the basketball world down the road. But um, the other guy I was going to talk about and what everyone's questioning what will happen is Johnny Davis. Um, some people think that he should stay another year. I am one of those guys Probably just because I want to see him perform for us again, bring us back, and hopefully get us to a national championship. I'd love to see him come back again for another year. But unfortunately, I just don't think that that is going to happen just because, you know, he wants to go get his money. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough to be in college. I mean, he can do his uh, NIL, get his name, image, and likeness, and get his money that way. But nothing is like being in the, uh, in the NBA uh, playing, playing at the top of any, I mean, NBA is everyone's dream, and he's literally ranked or predicted to be top five in the NBA draft this year. So why wouldn't he want to take it? Obviously, some people say that the past few weeks of him not performing well should be an indicator of he should not be playing in the NBA yet, and he has a lot to work on. And he definitely does have a lot to work on for sure, but I don't understand why people don't think he can't do that in 
the NBA, why they can't get him right in the NBA. I personally think that there's not much he can do in the college level. You know, in the college level, they let guys play a lot more than they do in the NBA. You know, in the NBA, they probably call a little bit more fouls. Personally, in my opinion, I don't watch a lot of NBA, but from what I see, people go to the line a lot more. And Johnny gets, he gets hacked down low. And I think in the NBA, he might get a few more of those calls going for him. And that that's really good because he's a good free throw shooter, so he'll get more points that way. But I truly don't think there's anything that he can evolve in the college game that he can't do in the NBA, which is why I think he should consider, not consider, he should uh, declare for the NBA draft just because he can, he can uh, get, he can, become a better three-point shooter he can become a better finisher he can learn how to kind of become a better player overall because it seems like he his first halves aren't usually good it's usually the second half where he comes out and plays it seems like maybe all that he can fix and get better at in the NBA with those trainers with those guys and there's not much I think that the college level can do for him at this point I would love to see him come back for another year um, last night, I mean, they did ask him, and he said that this loss did hurt and that he loved wearing this uniform. So maybe he comes back another year. And he honestly, if he comes back another year, you could see him potentially be the number one pick in the draft if everything goes right for him. But obviously, he's not going to make the decision right now. Probably let the NCAA tournament go by. Probably talk to his dad, as I know his dad and his family are a big influence on him. They liked it. They're very close, so they'll probably talk together and kind of see what happens. I would love for him to come back. It would just be another guy to to bring back under the under the program. You know, we basically had the same team coming back besides Brad Davis, and then, uh, and that would that would help us a lot uh, tremendously down the road. So I guess we'll have to see what happens with him. I truly think that he is gonna be leaving and going to the draft, which then it'll be very fun to see him uh, play there. And I'll probably probably bring him up on the podcast multiple times, even if he doesn't play for a Wisconsin team. Just because it'll be really cool to see him play uh, in the NBA like that and possibly be one of the most successful NBA players to come out of Wisconsin as he has changed the narrative of Wisconsin of you can you can now become an NBA player through the Wisconsin program, which I think will help our program tremendously as I think we'll be getting a lot more better scouts now knowing that we can uh, produce uh, NBA talent. So those are those two guys. Those are probably the, those are the two guys leaving. Obviously, Chris Vogt is leaving too. He'll be a nice guy off the bench, but we he'll definitely be someone who I think can be replaceable. Um, another guy we got to look at for the future is Chucky. Chucky, I personally think he is going to be that guy this year. Him and Jordan Davis, I think, are the guys who will see a lot of increase in in um, usage. You know, if Johnny leaves and Brad Davison leaves, those are two top scorers. So we're going to have to find a way to get some scoring from other people. Chucky is that guy. He showed a lot of promise this year with not turning the ball over. You know, he could become a better three-point shooter, which that will happen throughout this offseason. He can work on that. But he doesn't turn the ball over. He's very calm with it. And hopefully we still got another three years with him. Uh, Who knows? If he starts playing well, you could see him leave early at some point. I mean, that's so far down the road, you never know. He could be like a Sam Decker type thing where he goes uh, three years and then leaves possibly, but he is going to be that guy next year where he is going to have the ball in his hands almost every single play, and he's going to be the one making the plays for us down the stretch in the clutch moments, I personally think. And then Jordan uh, Davis, obviously he will probably uh, get a much increased role this year if Johnny leaves. 
Uh, if Johnny doesn't leave, I think he'll still be a sixth man. I know a lot of people have J- uh, Jacoby Neath taking the starting spot of of Johnny and Brad. So it'll be interesting to see if Johnny stays, who gets that last spot, whether it be uh, Jacoby or Jordan. But uh, Jordan will definitely have a bigger role, which I think will make him play better. You know, it's definitely tough uh, coming off the bench for a minute or two every game, not really knowing when you're going to play. So I think next year, the more consistent minutes he gets, I think he'll definitely perform a lot better uh, than than what we saw this year. We definitely saw uh, glimpses of him playing well, like in the Minnesota game. He hit that three last night to kind of kind of prolong the game and keep keep the hopes up for the Wisconsin Badgers. But I think next year... Don't be surprised if he has a crazy good year. He has a crazy good work ethic, and he's seen what Johnny can do, and he thinks he can do the same. Don't be surprised if he comes out and uh, and plays a lot better than what he has this year. Um, Crowell, he he's definitely uh, got a lot to improve on. You know, he, if he can get his three pointer down, that little. Um, pick and roll action, pick and pop action that he's got going on could be deadly. If he, It's kind of like a Frank Kaminsky type thing where he sets a screen, pops up to a three, and if he can knock that down at a consistent base, this Badger team will probably be one of the most scary teams in the tournament or in, in, in college basketball next year. I'm saying that right now. If he can get a consistent three-point shot down, there's so many looks he had this year where if he would have knocked it down, would have changed the game if he could have knocked it down. So, that's a big thing. And then just putting on some muscle, you know, as we saw many times this year with Kofi going at him and just other guys going at him, he's just not a big enough guy at the moment, which obviously will happen. D1 programs are very good at getting them to um, getting them to gain some muscle. So obviously that will happen this next year. And then we just need to get more depth, you know. Um, we can't have our starting lineup be Tyler Wall, Crowell, Chucky, Jordan, and Jacoby Neath, and we can't have that be the end of it. You know, Ben Carlson, he's he was getting some minutes down the stretch here. Maybe he can come back and start playing well. Hopefully, uh, Bowman can come. That's who it was. Bowman was supposed to be the starter, not Jacoby Neath. Bowman, if he ends up coming back to the program, he is still with us, but he had to step away. Uh, so he'll be another guy. So Jacoby Neath could come off the bench for us. But... Um, we need to get more depth out there. We need to get some of those guys who didn't really play. We need to get them going out there. I read an article today saying there are some guys who could possibly come up and be be a good good uh, bench player for us. But this year we didn't have any bench and it showed last night. Uh, so hopefully we can kind of get that going. And then obviously better shooting. You know, we're, we were the worst shooting team in the Big Ten, field goal and three-point. I mean, when you shoot 9% in a game in the NCAA, turn, NCAA tournament game, it's not going to go well. Uh, so we just got to start shooting better, which all that takes is getting in the gym, putting up more shot, shots, obviously. And I think this team is going to be hungry because they saw what they can do, and they also saw how they got a lot of work. So I think last night's game hurts, and I think that's going to make them work even harder. I think they got a lot of hardworking guys out there, which just shows why they were able to um, become, why they were able to be ahead of schedule in the um in this year's rebuild and I just I think that shows there that their hard work is there for them so it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens this this offseason for them what if we can get anyone in the transfer portal that would be very nice um if we if Johnny Davis comes back that's going to be a big one right there for us so it's just going to be really interesting to see I'm I'm really excited though to see what happens with the future of this team as I really truly think that they could 
this is I think this is the closest that we can be to a national championship contender as we ever have been since that that team with Kaminsky and Decker and all of them. So it will definitely be an interesting year. Uh, no doubt. But um, besides that, there isn't really much I want to say for the Badgers. Um, that's really all I got going for them for this one. Uh, before I get into our two-minute drill, two-minute warning drill, here to talk about my last few things. I uh, just want to kind of talk about what my plans are for this for this podcast. My plan is to do Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I'm going to try and keep that schedule going, see how it goes. Uh, might be a little too much and we might have to dial it back, but we'll see what happens here um, going forward. But that's my hope, and I'm hoping, obviously, as I get going, I get better at this. Um, you know, don't talk as fast, don't stutter as much, have a better better go with it as I go down the road. But I'm super excited to get going with all this as we got, obviously the badges are done, but we got Bucks going in a playoff push and the Brewers are starting up here soon. Packer offseason news will always be around. So I'm hoping to get that get all that uh, covered for you guys and hoping you guys all enjoy that. But uh, without further that, let's get into our two-minute drill, which if you guys have not heard of this, my two-minute drill is basically just I time myself for the last two minutes and I have some things written down that I want to talk about. Just quick little things that I didn't really do any research on like I did for this Badger tournament. Uh, Basically just a quick little thing. I quickly talk about it, give my quick opinion, and then that's the end of the episode. So let's get right into it as the timer has started now. So the first thing I got is Brewers baseball is back. Opening day is officially on April 7th against the Chicago Cubs. So that'll be interesting. I have watched a few of the Brewers spring training games as one was on MLB Network against the Dodgers as Ethan Small actually uh, pitched that game. He looked very well, struck out two guys in two innings, so looked very well um, against him. And then I watched yesterday's game for a while against the Padres on Valley Sports, Wisconsin for a while, which that game, Kesson Hero looked real good again. Christian Yelich looked real good, so that's very promising news to see those guys doing well in spring training. Obviously, we'll have to see what happens here. Uh, in the regular season, uh, but Kesson here, I would not be surprised to see him up back in the big leagues to start the year, just because it's him and Talaz at uh, first base at the moment. Uh, so that would be interesting. Sounds like McCutcheon is going to get his uh, spring training debut today, so that'll be interesting to see what happens. I'll probably have more on that on Wednesday, but I'm very excited for this season to start. See what we can do. See if we can contend. We got a tough start to the season, as I know we we only have one off day in the month of April, so. It'll be interesting to see how that goes, but I'll be here covering the whole season. So if you guys enjoy the Brewers, definitely make sure to keep listening and follow all my socials. Uh, I'll, I'll have that linked, all, obviously, uh, and all over the place so you guys can get to it. And then the last thing I want to quickly talk about is the Bucks are trying to stay atop of the NBA standings as they are three. Are they in the, They are the second seed right now, second in the Eastern Conference, three games back from the Heat. I'm not really sure if I truly think that they can come back as they got a brutal schedule coming up. They play the Bulls Tuesday night. Uh, Bulls they do struggle against the top team, so maybe we can get a win. But then we have to go up against Memphis, Philly, and Brooklyn all on the road. Uh, nice little three games road trip there and then we got the Clippers and the uh, Mavericks as well as the Bulls again then we got the Celtics so and then Cleveland to end up the year so definitely nothing uh, not not an easy way to end the year so hopefully we can stay at the two spot but we got some games where obviously we could drop down a little bit more but it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens with all of that I have gone over the two minutes so I'm going to stop it there 
Uh, if you guys enjoyed this, let everyone know about it, please. I would really appreciate it. Uh, Wednesday, I'll have another episode probably talking about the Brewers spring training games, probably the Bucks game that happened Tuesday, and if we find out any more news on Johnny Davis and what his plans are. So thank you for listening. I promise I'll get better at this, and I'll see you guys in the next one.